The Gospel reading this evening is from St. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1497. Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Glory to you, O Lord. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And nothing good starts without being in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. We're going to do a little responsiveness tonight. But uh, I have a friend who spoke to me about this service and, and the service at Christmas in general. He was in a slump, he felt. Have any of you been in a slump personally, professionally, in your golf game? Maybe a bat? You know what it's like to be in kind of a slump? Just things aren't working. You know what to do and how to do it. It's just not translating into something that seems like you can deliver. And that's where this man was. He's, he, his question was, how many ways, how many times can I deliver a sermon, a proclamation on the birth of a baby and make it interesting? Well, there's a problem. It's not incumbent on him to make it interesting, is it? Is it incumbent on a pastor or uh, anybody leader of a church to entertain you? Make it fun? 
No, it's not. But we worry about those things in the office of ministry. He also went on to say, this time of year is tough. I've done a lot of funerals. Got a lot of people that are sick. And hospice. That are doubting their salvation. And all along, I've done my best to proclaim Christ and him crucified. And they don't seem to get it. Help me. What do I do? How do I tell this story, which is an actual historical event written down by us, corroborated by eyewitnesses? How do I make this have meaning to people on Christmas Eve that pretty much want to go home? I wake up in the morning go about all things that are Christmas, that are wonderful, that are familial with their family and the ones they love. What do I do? I had these words for them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Those that didn't laugh, you'll get it on the way home in your car, probably. <laughs> Here's the thing. I do know, I do know that if, if we, if I, if you, oh, by the way, you're a priesthood of believers, you're ministers, if you stick to the truth, to what it is, what it matters, Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins, then you will be on target. What does it mean to be a Christian? Well, it means Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, but what do you got to do? Nothing. I have to believe. I'm part of it. Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, but you sin. Yeah, I know, but Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. And that's what it means. Some people might say something about Jesus that, uh, and, I, and I've said it before, and there's even a song out there, born to die. Well, there's something to get real excited about, right? Yeah, he's born to die. Well, that is true. But if I say that over and over again, it rings hollow. Yes, he was born. And his name says that he was born, he is God with us. And he is the Savior. Not only is he Lord, but he's Savior. He's more than a baby. He's more than one who was born to die for you and for me. We hear from Isaiah that he said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. You know, Isaiah was written more than a month before David or before Jesus was born, more than a year. More than a hundred years. He wrote this nearly, well, more than 600 years prior, before Christ was born. That's not a lucky guess. That is prophecy that was fulfilled in this little baby being born. Now, in my study, I, it, it took me to uh, Martin Luther's sermon on Christmas. And Martin Luther goes and says, the devil 
the Turks, which would be those who are of Islam faith, all the godless, that is, they believe that which everybody believes and that is true, but would not die for it. They believe that Jesus was born of the virgin. They heard it, they read it, they believe it, they'll say it. They believe that he was born to die. They believe that he was born of a virgin. And that's about where it stops. Because there's more to him than being born of a virgin, more to him than being born to die. He is Lord, he was God, he was and is God with skin on, the word that became incarnate and walked along with us and proclaimed God's love. He is the gospel walking amongst us. And then he walked to the cross. But there's more to him than just being born to die. It's important point here too that Martin Luther makes. He says, people will say it, but they won't be willing to risk their life on it, to die for that. Would you? If you were answered the question, asked the question, and your answer would determine whether or not you lived or died, if you said, yes, I believe you died, would you? Would you say, I believe that Jesus is fully God, fully man? Would you say that Jesus is the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, who came to save the world? Would you do that? Would you say yes? That brought me to something that I read in a very old document, but certainly not as old as Isaiah, and that is in our Declaration of Independence. And do you know that the 56 folks that signed that, they publicly declared their commitment to the self-evident truths by saying this. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. People don't talk like that anymore. When was the last time you gave a thought about your sacred honor or pledged it? When was the last time or the last person or the last truth that you pledged your life or your fortune to it? Pastor Ken, you're kind of bringing me down a little bit here on Christmas Eve, bud. Yeah, I wanted it to be different. I look out here and I see veterans. Some I know and some I don't know. They pledged it all. They made a promise. And they kept it. I think I'd like to also... um, read to you, and I'm going to have you look at it, but on um, page 40 of your green hymnal, you know the song. It's called, What Child Is This 
give you a chance to get to it, but the reason that I brought this up was another friend got into this conversation and said, hey, I know where you guys are coming from with this discussion and, and not knowing how to tell the story again. What does it really mean? Why don't you take a look at what child is this and meditate on the second stanza. I'll read the first and second and third. Begins with, what child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping. This is the Christ, the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean estate where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christian fear for sinners here, the silent word is pleading. Nails, spear shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me and for you. Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him in since gold and myrrh come peasant king to own him. Come peasant king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise the song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy, for peace is born. The babe, the son of Mary. He was more than just born to die. He was more than just Mary's baby. Mary gave birth to this child, not for herself, but for you, for me. And we have to take a look at what the angels say because they proclaim that this child is born, that this child is going to take the sins of the world upon himself. And that, that is why he was born, to die and to be raised again on the third day according to scriptures. Raised again, there is the point of all of this. Yeah, this is a happy time, a birth of a baby. What's not to love? But that boy would grow and that boy would teach and that boy would sacrifice from humble beginnings. He is relatable. He is transparent. He has experienced everything that you have. That's why he lived. To experience everything that you ever have. And ever will experience, we have a Lord, a walking gospel that knows what you're going through even right now. He was more than born to die. He was more than born to be pinned in a horrible death on that cross. No, he was born to be born again, resurrected again, to defeat death. The last part of the law, 
that stood between you and me and our Father who art in heaven. His death, his death paid the price. You and I couldn't. The only price that you and I can pay, get this, that human creature can pay. Do you know what we can pay God? Got any ideas? The only thing we can pay him is a horrible death in hell. Remember that one Christmas when Pastor Ken went off the deep end? I'm telling you the truth. That's all you can give. And on that day when he calls those forward, those who believe and those who don't, the ones that don't believe, and he says, hey, it's real, one time. One time, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You guys heard that before? Nobody's going to say, I got a raw deal. Because they'll know. Yeah, I should have listened. Yeah, I should have believed. Yeah, he was calling me in the face of my baby that was born. I know there was a creator from that. I didn't do all that. I'm not that good. In the face of my grandchildren, the face of the people that are sitting next to me, God is saying to you, ta-da! Remember that? I'm here. The sun comes up. Ta-da! I'm here. Joyful moments that you will have with your family. Ta-da! Brought to you by God. And through his death, and through his blood, and in your baptism, you were clothed in Christ. So when he looks at you, he doesn't see a wretched, miserable sinner like me. Like you. It's covered. It's paid for. And Jesus isn't just somebody that was. Jesus is. Jesus is here right now. Jesus has come to you in the word. Jesus came to you in the water. And Jesus is going to come to you in the holy sacrament of the altar tonight. He is here with you. He did everything for you. He was born for you. He died for you. He resurrected for you. And you know what the best news is? He's coming back for you. In the name of Jesus, amen.